What is up, guys? Welcome into From the Nosebleeds, episode one fifteen, I think. Holy shit! Really? I think we should start keep. I think we should start doing that on the intro to really <laughs> drill it in the people's heads how long we've been around. Um, let me look because right off the bat we're fucking this up on the first time. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yes, one fifteen. I, I should remember that considering I make like the graphics and shit. <laughs> so like I have no reason. Anyway, I'm Vince Lobiondo here with Pat O'Leary. Uh, Seamus is and out today. Seamus, unfortunately, and passed Jake away. as well is out, and um, we have Taylor back behind the glass. How old, how old were you when that song came out? What <laughs> What year was that? Oh, seven. I was well. Depends what half of the year, but I was seven or eight. Yeah, I was in fifth grade. Well, yeah. How old were you, Taylor? <laughs> I was probably like fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean that's not. You're only like two years older than me. Yeah, you like doubled me up, but that's okay. <laughs> I was in the middle of high school and you were still in elementary school. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easily. Because I mean, I was, in, I know I was in sixth grade when the Phils won the World Series. Because that was that 08. was 08. Yeah. So I had to be. So I was in fifth grade, in when, fourth or fifth grade in 07. When I, baseball mattered. <laughs> hey, it's back, bud. It's yeah, back. Seamus is, is it? <laughs> Seamus isn't here, so you can get all of your baseball hate <laughs> out. We don't really have much to talk about. I guess we could actually, I was going to start somewhere else, but that's a seamless transition <laughs> so we can go right into baseball the only really thing there is to talk about uh, as far as the phillies go is uh andrew painter oh man um if this doesn't sum up the life of us as philly fans like i don't know what does uh you know the whole off season, it's like oh andrew painter he's the best pitching prospect in baseball mm-hmm. and you know he's ne- number he's, one prospect of the Phillies yeah. organization. He's we haven't next had a, up. We haven't had a good prospect in probably ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean literally, I guess since what Nola was he yeah. through our system? Yeah. yeah. Before that, it was Hamels. Yeah. We, we never get these guys. So, I know. And and then there was the, you know the rumblings like a couple months ago of like oh he might actually make the roster yeah, and they're, he was they're hyping it up a lot. And, they, were, know, they were they were hundred percent going to put him on the opening yeah. day roster. And roster. then like, he a couple days ago or I guess late last week I don't yeah. remember exactly when it was. Yeah. Um, Rob Thompson says in a post like practice interview I don't even know what it was exactly that uh, Painter was suffering from like some. Elbow. No, he, he came, so he came in and he was like, "Oh, I have some elbow tenderness." Yes. That's pretty much the extent of what they told so us. So that Rob Thompson said, "Tomorrow we're gonna get you know test done and we're gonna see what's up and like uh, basically like the media and you guys will know like what's going on tomorrow." <laughs> Since then, he radio said that silence. Same, no, he said that same thing every oh. time he's in. Okay, he's come out and he's been like, "Yeah, yeah, we're, no, we're still like looking at the tests. We're still trying to get so opinions." So basically, like to translate what that actually means is he's dead. He. He's the, no, he's literally just dead. Yeah, he died. No, <laughs> it means the first person they went to gave them something they didn't want to hear, which is probably like out for the season. And now they're waiting on second opinions and third mm. opinions and fourth opinions. So, like, obviously, I don't want to be like too much of a doomer here, but Andrew Painter is probably cooked for this season, which, like, like we're laughing and smiling, but like it really is just smiling through the pain. It's just kind of funny at this point. Which, I mean, like, <laughs> like honestly, I. G- it sucks. It definitely sucks, but like it doesn't mm-hmm. really change the way I view the season. Like no, the yeah. I mean, he wasn't a make or break thing. It would have been a nice cherry on top. Oh, 100% because that would have really strengthened the back end of the rotation. Like yeah, the but way he's, he was pitching. He's still too. so young. Like there's plenty of time to get him up mm-hmm. here and actually. But pitch it was him. your beautiful pitch clock's fault, Vince. Hey. He pitched. I, he was throwing 100 miles an hour every three seconds because of that pitch clock. Listen, he didn't <laughs> have. These guys, they, they, they do it how they want to do it for, like I said last week. If they want to, you know, rush themselves in in spring training to get it prepared for the season, I, I guess that's what they want to do. But listen, I don't know, man. My, my well, thoughts on the pitch clock are basically the same. Like, I would turn it off in the ninth inning of games, probably in the playoffs, and like it should be twenty five seconds without runners and thirty mm-hmm. seconds with. Yeah, I, I think that's that's be- where we I think agree, that's better. Yeah. And also, there I've seen some cl- uh, some videos of like some problems that are going to be apparent through the season. Like, there was a video, uh, I don't even remember what teams it was, but the batter was not in the box because the pitcher was not on the mound yet. Mm-hmm. And the pitcher stepped on the mound, and as soon as the pitcher stepped on the mound, the batter stepped into the box, and the ump a- awarded a strike because the batter wasn't in the yeah. box. It's like, well, why Why does the batter have to be in the box if the pitcher is not on the mound? Yeah. Like, I-, I think as long as you're... I think the batter, like, their clock uh, to be in the box should be like based on when the pitcher gets to the mound. Like don't mm-hmm. keep the pitcher waiting, but like that's, but that's the other thing. They got to clean that up to be the timing supposed to start as soon as the pitcher gets the ball. Yeah. Well, there should, there needs to be like a separate, I don't know if there already is like a separate clock counting batters in the box because no, it's just, once you get to a, 
certain point. So once you get to eight seconds, that's they just, have to be set. Yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, I know. I agree. The batter shouldn't have to be set until the pitcher is. Yeah. And then, like, you know, if you want to do, like, oh, the batter needs a couple extra seconds, like, whatever. But the clock just shouldn't be the same because then pitchers can just farm strikes like that. Like, yeah. just stay off the mound until, you know, if you're a pitcher and you know it takes six seconds for your release, like, don't get on the mound until, like, the seven-second mark. And then the pitcher, or if the batter stays out of the box... Well, that, then the batter's cooked already at that point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, listen, I think it's going to be interesting to see like the first season of this. I'm sure that if it sticks around for a couple of years, guys will you know find ways to work with it, and it'll yeah. seem a lot more natural. But yeah. like, it's going to be an interesting first year to see if because things like that are like you got to get out ahead of that now, like yeah. fix that now. Yeah. Because I mean, that's why they're testing it in spring training, but also at the same time, I don't know how this didn't come up last year yeah when, when you propose this in the right minors. like and, and like as far as the ninth inning shit goes like you can't have a game in that no, way like you no. cannot like it's like, gonna be terrible because there, there's gonna be a time this season where like i don't know if it'll be any big games but there will be some regular season games that end on that mm-hmm. like it'll just happen because it will statistically speaking and when it does there shall be an uproar yeah uh, Especially if it know, happens to the Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to anybody. Those fan bases are going to be in an uproar. I yeah. mean, it happened in spring training, and it kind of set social media on fire because mm-hmm. like everyone was like, oh, my God, think of the possibility of this ending a World Series game yeah. or something. No, literally. Like, I mean, that's that's like the worst worst way to end anything. Oh, like, yeah. Any game, any, like, ugh, just makes me sick. Listen, I'm all f- I am all for, like, uh, I, I, I do not mind the clock that much. I'm kind of for like speeding up the game a little bit, but there was an element to baseball of like, you know, people always just say like, oh, in baseball there's no uh, dribbling the clock out or knee yeah. in the. And now that there is like a clock, it does feel a little like weird, mm-hmm. and it, maybe it'll just take getting used to. But like, they have to find ways to clean it up before yeah. like the season starts and before it like spirals out of control and you actually have people mad. I'm hoping they just like get back together after spring training's over and they're like, hey, like this is what worked, this is what didn't, let's figure it out. I don't think they're gonna do that because MLB's a bunch of fucking idiots. But that's kinda corrected me on it last week. Like they'll they'll probably make some adjustments in the off season. Yeah. That's the part that sucks. Yeah, Yeah. I mean because I don't see them adjusting anything major mid season. Like Like nah. a five second increase, like they're probably not going to do nah, that because people that. will be in the mo- people will already be in their routines by then. So, mm. yeah, I mean, aside from that, nothing really to talk about with the Phillies. I mean, they're just kind of doing the thing, playing, Although, playing I, baseball. I am excited to see some of the guys in the World Baseball Classic because you got oh, that's going to be you fun. Got Schwarbs, uh, JT, and Trey all on the American team. Um, got a couple other guys sprinkled throughout. Former Philly Didi Gregorius is playing first <laughs> base for the Netherlands. So it'll be interesting Jesus to see him Christ. play first. <laughs> I mean, I just saw I, I saw a he, clip I yesterday. He's from there. I, yeah, he's Dutch, and so is Xander Bogarts apparently, because Xander was throwing from short to first, and it was from Xander to Didi, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" That's a connection here? I never thought I'd see. <laughs> I know, but uh, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that. See how our guys playing that. We got a couple guys on the the South American teams too, so that'll be really cool. How does that like work as far as like the schedule for like spring training and like everything? So I mean, pretty much they just like do it in between spring training and the season. How long of a? Thing? I don't. Even I, I've never. Even, I've that. really never even followed the World Baseball Classic. I haven't either. But like, this is the first time they've done it in a while. I want to say the last time they did it was like twenty seventeen. Okay, that makes sense. Something like that. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what how like how it feels, what it looks like. Like, it'll be interesting to see just like powerhouses of teams, because some of those teams, man, are fucking stacked. What Dominican is Republic. The, I was about to say the Dominican Republic. Probably team. the best lineup ever constructed. Like, <laughs> and they and uh, yeah. there's and that's with Vladdy being dropped because he got a knee injury, and they were already saying like, where do we even put Vladdy in this lineup? Because yeah. like he'd have to go like six or seven because of the star power you have. So yeah. it'll be really cool to see all these guys like playing together against each other, whatever. Like, it'll just be really cool because you're gonna see the best of the best doing their shit. Like, it's just like a giant all star tournament. Uh, I'm doing. <laughs> well, so I, I I know that I've talked about this with you and other friends. Like, I follow the Phillies very closely, but I've always struggled with like following the rest of the league, and I feel like that's because I don't play like uh, like MLB the Show, and like I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people keep up with it through that. And uh, this year, I'm a little intimidated, but I'm doing a fantasy baseball league. Yeah, I did not want to fucking do that. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that. And uh, Taylor, you want to join? Taylor would Absolutely. probably rather <laughs> hang himself than do fantasy. I don't baseball. like I don't like fantasy basketball. 
Never yeah, fantasy ba- <laughs> fantasy baseball and fantasy basketball are both fucking a lot. I've actually never done like a serious fantasy baseball league, so I don't even like know. Like I, I my dumbass, like we did the random draft order already, and I have the first pick, and I'm like, fuck, like, I don't <laughs> you even and snake. I don't even yeah, I'm, oh, like, I don't man. even know who to value here. <laughs> I, I guess Otani. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he'd be the best one just because you get both sides, but who knows? I don't even fucking know anything about fantasy baseball. That's beyond so. the point. Hopefully, doing all that will help me keep up with the rest of the league because you know baseball is like kind of an overwhelming sport to really dig into yeah i mean there's they're large rosters a lot of guys so but i mean as long as you keep track of the stars who the fuck cares in the long run well anyway phillies are doing their thing we're all baseball classic should be fun Mm -hmm. uh spring spring as we said in our last episode spring has sprung Mm -hmm. and uh my birthday sunday uh we get the the spring forward you know spring forward fall back we lose an hour of sleep but we gain an extra hour of the daytime which i yeah thank god (laughs) I just want to put out a quick PSA to all the people who are like, uh, I prefer winter and all that. Like, you're fucking psychopaths. Yeah, no, I hate people uh, like that. I'm sorry, but you're psychopaths. Yeah, that's just the Don't get me wrong. Ever. Fall is cool. Fall is probably the best. But winter sucks, dude. Like, it's cold all the time. Like, you, it's dark. All, it's dark all the time. Like, who the fuck wants to go into work in the dark and get out of work <laughs> in the dark? Like, it's depressing. You get no sunlight. Like, I don't know. I know you can vouch for me here because you feel the same way. Like, I love doing shit outside. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's why summer is beer die or drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if it wasn't for, like, doing shit outside, like, drinking outside, going to the beach, like, then I would have fall over summer. But summer just fucking rocks, man. Like, it's just the best. I just wanted to put that out there. Those people, like, there'll be those, there's those days where you wake up and it's, like, fucking two degrees out. I'm just, I'm just thinking in my head, like, who, who the likes fuck this? Likes, right, like, who <laughs> likes this? It, this sucks. Yeah. I think, like, my mom is one of those people, and I'm every, like, frigidly cold day, I'm like, you like it? Like, this is what you asked for. Like, is, does this make you happy? Like, so, yeah, those people are insane, but I'm so happy spring is here because spring, also an elite season. The transition seasons are better than the regular seasons. Like, I'll take spring over summer, like, in a way. Like, I love yeah. the weather. Just the rain for me. The, the rain sucks. The rain sucks ass. <laughs> but hey, with global warming, April hopefully we won't have any rain <laughs> yeah. soon. I mean. April showers bring May flowers, buddy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, though, uh, transition to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Who They've been fucking killing it. Yeah, they've man. been looking fucking good. I mean, the first mm-hmm. thing we can talk about is their win on Saturday mm-hmm. against the Milwaukee Bucks. Fucking huge. Uh, fucking that, phenomenal. That game was frustrating as shit for what three quarters yeah and then the sixers man they just they came just, alive they turned it on at the end there what did they Which they've been doing a lot recently. I, I think they scored 46 points in the fourth yeah Probably. it was something crazy like that yeah. I, I mean they look because i'm gonna be honest i i was at a birthday party i didn't get to watch same majority of it uh yeah taylor was at the birthday party with me because <laughs> yeah, we seamus didn't out. show up um so i was out at the bar with a friend of the show dan mcguckin we were watching the sixers and trying not to break down in tears when the Sixers were down by 18 points and yeah. just looking bad. And well, that's literally, so the 44 hours, I was watching it, and then, like, they went down 18, and I just, like, looked at my friend, and I was like, hey, you want to just, like, go sit outside in the cold and drink beers? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, sure, let's do that. Because uh, we had, like, fireworks which set I, off, too. So I, I, I was like, all right, let's go do that. I completely thought fun. they were cooked when they yeah. went down 18. I was like, there's no chance. Yeah, but this team, they just been finding a way to win. Like, they really have. Like, even, and I know the Boston game fucking sucked, but even yes, that did. game, they almost found a way to win. They just fucked up at the last second. S- speaking like, of the Celtics, how about Grant Williams? I'm going to make them both <laughs> and then missed both of them. Celtics have been have been slipping. Which Oh, my God, yeah. They're in the second seed now. While we're talking about <clears> the <throat> fact that the, the Sixers are kind of getting their shit together a little bit, it seems like the Celtics are kind of losing their shit mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, listen, if I had to predict anything, the Sixers will probably lock in the third seed. But, like, there's a chance that they can grab the second if the Celtics continue to fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. The Celtics, they were in the finals last year, so this seems like a moot point to make. But, like, I think they would beat the Sixers. But, like, I really do think, like, if they went to the finals, like, they're losing to whoever, like, made it out of the West. Yeah. Like the West, I think the West is playing on a completely different playing field like a level playing field this year like the west is weird though because it's like majority of the top teams are usually teams oh, that are not good. i don't buy into the well the grizzlies are fault we'll talk yeah. about that nah, after the they're fa- they're falling apart the nuggets i think are just all to ultimately frauds yeah. all the time wow. but like when you're talking about like the suns 
and the, the even Suns the, are stacked. Like, listen, the, the Mavs. I know the, the Mavericks Mavs. haven't been able to put together many wins like yet since Luca and Kyrie. I think what what have they two and five or something like that? Some, yeah. Something in that ballpark. One but against like, us, unfortunately. I, yeah, I feel like they could still make a good push in the in the postseason. Yeah. No, I mean, and then like, the Warriors. If, like if you, you see the way Luca turns it on, like he literally single handedly beat the Suns last yeah. year. So yeah. like, if you, you like add Kyrie, like fuck, dude, that's a fucking. That's a fucking steamroll of a team right there. You like the Mavs over the Nuggets? I just I don't know. I, I really yeah. uh, maybe I'm, maybe that's my biased brain talking, but like I don't I just don't. The Nuggets are also one of those teams like prove it to me. Like they always lo- like listen. They made the Western Conference Finals in 2020, but like besides that, they are yeah, that they the are bubble. they are the Sixers of the West, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like they just always disappoint with a yeah. star center. I mean, they they don't have a James Harden. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I mean, Murray fell off a bunch, let's yeah. be honest. Like, he, yeah, well, he was a stud in 2020, obviously, but again, so, I mean, yes. Um, so was Anthony Davis. <laughs> like, a bunch Dude, of people had a moment. Anthony, yeah. Anthony Davis has, I cannot, I still to this day can't believe they had the audacity to throw him in the top 75 all time. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, like he, let's be honest, he's, he he's, playing, way, he's Watch, playing way better right now. He yeah. is, but still. How can you convince me that Anthony Davis is better than Clay Thompson, who didn't make it? He's I mean, not. Yeah, no, I mean, if you Clay Thompson's got three championships. Davis's peak is way more than Clay's, which That's, is true. Uh, they're different kinds of players. I think that yeah. Clay Thompson ex- fulfills his role better than Anthony Davis does consistently. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, Clay AD Thompson is like, was AD was carrying the Pels like on yeah. by himself Dude, for like a, how many seasons? Like five, as six? long as he was there. Yeah, I don't even remember how long. He from was a there. pure shooting standpoint, Clay Thompson might be the second best three point shooter ever. Great, uh, like the numbers great. might not one, get there. One part of the game, great. Yeah, but I, I don't, what is Anthony? I don't know, man. He's a better all around player. <laughs> His defense is when, all right. Clay caveat, Thompson also caveat. underrated on defense. When he's healthy, Anthony Davis is one of the better defenders in the league. He's one of the better players in the league in general. He's a better shooter. He's a better, not necessarily shooter, but he's a really good shooter, especially for his position. Overall offensive player. Yeah, overall offensive player. He is a better I would like to compare player. their career numbers, honestly, and take a look. I, I, I would imagine. All right, we'll get in the lab, right. Vinny. I'd, I'd love to see Anthony Davis play with Steph Curry also, if we're doing This is true. Like Clay Thompson <laughs> once scored, what, 60 points on four dribbles? I'm sure. Who was passing I'm Clay sure Thompson Davis scored. Who there. was passing to him? Steph? Yeah. It's not like Steph is some great no, 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 playmaker. No, he, I mean, in he's his getting like, doubled. Yeah. That's like he's taking people off. Watch watch the highlight. Don't don't let this revisionist history. <laughs> watch the highlight honest, of that man. game, people. Anthony. Clay Thompson scored what? 27 points in a single quarter before? Yeah. Anthony Davis had 59 points in 2016 as his career high in a game. How many dribbles did he take? Oh, Jesus <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Christ. I'm kidding. But I don't know, dude. I think there's a solid argument to be made, especially if AD, if his cr- listen, I get he's playing better like right now. I didn't mean to go on a whole rant about this. We'll get back to the Sixers in a minute. But if AD's, uh, yeah, I know he's in a little bit of a run right now. If he continues to go in the trajectory that he's been going on, that was a huge premature putting him at 75, in my opinion. Because if he continues to like decline. Then ha- I don't know how you argue he's has a better career than Clay Thompson, who's got three championships and will go down as one of the greatest shooters ever. And like Anthony Davis won't be remembered if he what? continues this way. What will he be remembered uh, for? What do you mean? What will he know. be remembered for? <laughs> for winning a Mickey Mouse championships, but, obviously. But LeBron for, didn't get the credit for that anyway because he uh, won Finals MVP. Okay, that's great. Like, but he still won it. <laughs> imagine if Anthony Davis retired right now. What's his legacy? He's a Hall of Famer. It, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's a joke to make the NBA Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, no. If it wasn't a joke, he's a Hall he of Fame. He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Why? Why? Dude, like, shit like that makes me think the Why? Hall of Fame is less. Because I don't think he's had a Hall of Fame career. He's had a good, he's had a fine career. Not everyone deserves to make the Hall of Fame. I agree. Like, and I don't think he does. He has one championship and nothing else to show for his career. He's probably got more all-NBA teams than Clay. That that I, I would be interested in hearing. Yeah. But, like, um, again, Anthony Davis's legacy is what? Winning a championship in the bubble that he didn't even win finals MVP for? Like, no one's going to think th- about that. I mean, the franchise in New Orleans gave them ma- multiple playoff runs. I guarantee you more people will remember how he quit on that team than how he was great on that oh, team. Oh, that's everybody. That's the NBA. Yeah, but like, but, like, Kevin Durant, at least, when you look back on him, people will still be like, oh, well, he was a winner. Yeah, because he went to form a super team in Golden State. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> see, the, see, you can you can, you can put this all the all the different right. Ways. But I'm, what I'm saying is, at least KD has three or three right three rings to attach himself to mm-hmm. to like propel him above the whole like oh well, all he did was leave. AD doesn't have that. No, no, no. I'm talking more about the fact that he went. 
Two. Listen, <laughs> I, listen more Warriors. props to uh, more props to Anthony Davis. It's just I just I don't know. I Clay, think that he Clay has two All NBA teams. Uh, Anthony Davis has four, and Anthony Davis has uh, four All Defensive teams, and Clay Thompson has one. Well, you gotta also think about position. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's is that not worth saying? There have been how less many good perimeter defenders are there? I feel like oh, that's no, against I, I meant listen. I'm, I would never try to say Clay is a better defender than AD, but I, I'm talking about know. from an all NBA no, perspective. Say, I, I think there's more defense, you know, hierarchy in Anthony Davis's position than Clay Thompson. I mean, as a guard, there's way more talented guards than bigs in the league. Defensively, not defensively. Oh no. Listen, I think that the, the I'm talking about the just standard All oh. NBA, not the defensive teams. Okay, the standard All NBA teams. There are more great guards in the NBA throughout Clay's career than there are bigs throughout Anthony Davis's. I mean, yeah. you're seeing the renaissance of big men now, but who was? I mean, Anthony Davis had to compete with who for a while? Like fucking just Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, well, uh, no, I don't even really. Did Anthony? How many? How many? Uh, All NBA teams has Anthony Davis made since Joel Embiid like became a a regular player? Since like what twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen? Yeah, twenty seventeen. Like since then, how many does Anthony Davis have? Like I don't one? fucking know. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't know either. I would I imagine know. he racked all of them up, like early on in his career. I can't. I don't know. I can't see that. I hated going on this rant. I didn't yeah. mean to do this. I. I also out. hate AD, so I hate defending him right you now. Hate AD. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just can't stand him. <laughs> I mean, he's in. I don't hate him. I don't love him. I just don't. I think he is the prime example of a f- guy who's on the fringe, maybe, of the Hall of Fame. I think but you like, secretly hate him because he didn't no. celebrate LeBron's moment <laughs> of uh, passing <laughs> Curry. That was weird. I don't. I still don't know what that. Well, was he about. said afterwards he was like, "I was just disappointed we didn't. We weren't winning. We were down like 10. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up! That, no one's gonna remember the outcome of that game. Everyone's gonna remember the moment. Uh, uh, AD is. He's gonna remember. Yeah, Anthony, yeah, and then he, he's gonna remember how like what two days later he fucking stubbed his toe and was out for five <laughs> months. Like I just think he's the perfect example of a guy on like the fringe of the Hall of Fame that like. He doesn't belong there yet unless he achieves more. Like, give me either another ring or another All NBA team or another, like, an MVP or a DPOY. Like, or at least being a candidate for those awards. He was, he has three since Joel has been in the league, All NBA teams. Okay. So, three of his four. Yeah. Interesting. So that's just well, he's smashed. He's, well, well, wait, wait, wait. I, listen, I, I'll never give in because he was in the West. So who's the best centers out in the West? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins and who? Because Jokic didn't really come up until he wasn't Patches well, slapped his, himself in the face with the his, mic. His last one was 1920, so that's when Jokic was already 1920? <laughs> yes. Like, like the season. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I, I thought you meant like 1920, <laughs> no, no, like no, 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 no. when we were, you know, when we were like when recovering from World started. War One. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm not going off on this Anthony Davis rant. Back to the si- I, I already did, though. But back to the Sixers. Because I actually Five care. minutes after the rant. Yeah. All right, I'm done now. I'm, I'm, I'm not done, doing I'm it. Done. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so the Celtics are slipping. The Sixers look like they're kind of getting it together. Mm-hmm. Um Joel Embiid is just putting on a master class every goddamn yeah. night. I mean, and James Harden I was just well, going to say, honestly. James Harden from Saturday, he had his most points as a Sixer, 38. Mm-hmm. The other day, he had 20 assists. He, yep. he the had second his, time Yeah, the second time, uh, this, the second time this season he's done it. Yeah. Uh, I think he became one of the couple. I don't exactly know the stat. He's like one of a few like yeah. people that have ever like done him, that. It's like him, Wilt, and like some other people. <laughs> Fuck. Well, yeah, you I mean, cannot you convince expect? me Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> was fucking real. Every single stat <laughs> is just ridiculous. Like... <laughs> he scored 100 I, points in a game. There's no video, but he did it. Those, uh, there's, a, there's a picture of him holding the sign that says he did it. <laughs> what was that? That's There was a stat during the Dame Lillard 71-point game. Oh, yeah. That was like, in, it was like Will Chamberlain has done It 70-plus point games in NBA history, and Wilt had like 30. It, Dame it, had one, and Kobe had like two. I don't even believe that Will Chamberlain. <laughs> I'm starting to not believe Will Chamberlain was a real person. He'd be, he'd be Nerlin Noel today. Well, you know what the funny thing is? I would love Nerlin Noel on this team. The funny thing is, my dad, my grandfather coached him at Overbrook High School, so I know he was a real person. <laughs> I, I just his stats, My dad used to go watch him play when he was a kid at Overbrook. I, I feel like we would feel the same way about... Uh, we would feel the same way about Barry Bonds, if like Barry Bonds was yeah, like, on TV. Because like Barry Bond's stats are like the same way as Wilt, where he was like, on steroids. Where it's like, you could have you know some player could get on base for like two thousand plate appearances and still mm-hmm. have like, like a, like a way worse on base percentage yeah. than Barry Bonds or some ridiculous shit like that. But yeah, Wilt 
is fucking ridiculous. But no, James Harden, uh, Tyrus Maxey also been looking great. Finally uh, back. We talked about it a lot after the uh, the loss to the Heat a couple like last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. How Tyrese like that was kind of his like get back game in a little uh, in a way. Like he pulled the Sixers out of the yeah. fire because like I said on last week's pod, they would have lost that game by double digits if he didn't come alive at the end. And then of course Doc inserts him into the starting lineup when he has to guard fucking Kyrie. Yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> really fucking genius move there, Doc. I mean, fucking I. But I mean, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make much sense. I mean, but stock. What do you expect? Well, Doc doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> you, you got to see a little, uh, little pinch of Jalen McDaniel starting the other day, which he was great. He's also been a great addition to this team. Yeah, everybody was so. Down I probably underrated the the move a little bit because he's been oh, way 100%. better than I expected. But uh, now I'm getting to the point where I'm blaming someone because I feel like he needs to start. He gives you juice in the starting lineup. Like I know Blame that Toby it will. I, I was just going to say it'll a bajillion dollars. It'll never happen because Tobias is on a max. But like I would so much rather Tobias come off the bench than yeah. McDaniels. I know. I mean, he, so just well, or PJ. Honestly, here's the thing with yeah, PJ shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Get him out. I could. I could I live. Know. I could live in this lineup, taking either Toby or PJ and replacing them with McDaniel's. I could do. Either. My I could only do with issue that either. there is PJ can take bigger guys and can take a harder defensive assignment. Don't get me wrong, McDaniels has shown that he's a pretty good defender, but he can get he gets pushed around by people because he's like fucking ten pounds wet. Like run the small ball. Nothing <laughs> wrong with the small ball lineup. Yeah, I know, but like the mm-hmm. death lineup won the Warriors multiple <laughs> championships. But Yo, uh, plus when you got when you got Joel out there, you know, the you have your, your gravitational pull on defense and he's yeah. really all that matters. Yeah, but then you have guys that, like, if you're going to the playoffs and you're playing the best players in the league, like, you're going to need somebody out there to guard a Jason Tatum. That's not either. McDaniels is not going to be able to do that. He doesn't have a discipline to. The only guy that's shown he's been able to do it, only two guys really, is PJ and Toby. Um, Again, though, I have said in the past, like, just, and me and Dan talked about this at length, is, you know, maybe just let Tatum get 40 and guard everybody else because everybody else tends to kill us when we shut Tatum down. But, I mean, yeah. That being said, I just don't think McDaniels can guard a lot of those, like, premier guards that Toby and PJ have both shown that they can. So that's my hesitancy with putting him in the starting lineup over either of those guys. The one thing he does bring is bounce and energy. Uh, that can also lead to fouls, though, as we've seen, because he, there's been multiple times where he's racked up three, four fouls in the span of a minute <laughs> of game time. And that's a little frustrating to see. He's still a younger guy. Like, it, it just reminds me of Paul Reed when he was getting less playing time. But um, I don't know, man. It's like I, I can't, in good faith, put him in the starting lineup. I really can't. Just because Toby's been better from three, three this year in general. McDaniels hasn't really found his stroke from three with us yet. Um so I don't, I don't know. And PJ is just like that guy that can anchor like over in the corner yeah. and he still has to he still pulls a guy away regardless of whether he's shooting the ball at all that night or not. Yeah. I mean, listen, the good news of this conversation is we're having this conversation about a guy on the bench being possibly good enough to be yeah. in the starting lineup <laughs> yeah. and he was acquired at the trade deadline, so that clearly means it was a good move mm-hmm. and it was the right move. And just when everybody was out on Maury. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I still have my criticisms, but I can't act like I wasn't yeah. I didn't underrate this move, so you know, props to him. Mm-hmm. Uh and then like the whole thing comes back to what I always say, like being the Sixers doomer. Like I I'm rooting for them, and I like I want them to win and everything, and like but. I'm starting to get to the no, no no I'm getting to the point now where I'm falling into what I fall into oh, no. every year, and like I'm starting to believe. <laughs> oh, you idiot! Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm starting we're, to. We're be- going to the ECF this year. Too. I'm starting to believe and, and losing, like, but we're gonna make it there. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm gonna get let down most likely, but Jesus like Jesus Christ, I'm getting there, man. We're beating the Bucks in a seven game series, but I, woof, I, I mean, I I think we are. Man. I think a seven game series with the Bucks would be electric. It would be fucking awesome. I think it would probably be a seven. Oh, 100%. But like, There's not a doubt in my mind. We fold like Dude. a lawn chair and that's it. Come on. <laughs> Imagine a game seven where Giannis and Embiid are both going for like 50. Just that go, would be just hell. Trade and trading <laughs> that would be absolute you, hell. You know how that game ends, right? Oh, with a with a Drew Holiday buzzer no. beating three? No. A Gary St. Allen? A Brooke Lopez I buzzer beating three. Brooke Lopez <laughs> licks his finger yeah. on so wide open three. Yo. And the Embiid era is over. On Saturday? Why? Anytime Brooke Lopez hit a three, I wanted to kill myself because I just think like, how is he still? He's thirty-four. He's a great like. He's a great example of somebody that 
really fucking adapted their game to this new NBA. Yeah. Like, because when he started out, I mean, you look at his brother. His brother he never played for adapted. the what, fucking New Jersey Nets. Yeah, but he, his brother Robin, never really adapted his no. game the way Brooke did. Robin just kind of tried to stay with the skyhooks. Brooke was like, "Oh shit, everybody's shooting threes. I don't know Let me what work the, on shooting threes. I don't know what the statistics are on this at all, and this might be a bogus claim. But like, I feel like Brooke Lopez has to be in the conversation for like best shooting go- like centers ever. Like, he's got to be somewhere Dirk. up there. Well, like Dirk, power forward. <laughs> uh, it yeah, depends. I mean, I'm being like, but I'm not saying he's better than him. But like, he's got to be up there at least. Like, I feel like he's got a very solid three point shot. I mean, it's really only come in over the last three, four years. Right. But it's not, like, this it, version it of Brook, though. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. He's up there. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, Cat is probably, like, number one or two, like, based off, like, the, the actual shooting percentages. Mm-hmm. But, like, Brook, I feel like Brook Lopez, every time he gets an open three, he fucking nails it. Especially against us. And then a guy I mentioned when you said that, uh, fucking Grayson Allen on uh, <laughs> on Saturday. Went off for, like, 25. He went off for 25 Lots, and yeah. one quarter. Yeah. yeah. He had zero points in the first half, and in the second quarter, I think he literally went for, like, 21 points or 23, mm-hmm. something like that. Just out of nowhere, and that was really what buried the Sixers. I was like, yeah. "Where the fuck did this come from?" Like, that is one of those things that I can see happening to the Sixers in the playoffs. Some fucking rant, not that Grayson Allen's random, but you get what I'm saying. Like, some random fucking guy on the Bucks that you would never packing on, like, like yeah, like something like that. <laughs> like, some random person going off for like 80 points against you, and like mm-hmm. being like, "What the fuck?" And that's the reason you lose. Kind of like how in the Hawk series we had to deal with Herder like going <laughs> off on us, like yeah. just random shit like that. I could just I can picture in my head a fucking Embiid and Giannis trading buckets in a game seven, putting on a classic. I said this to Dan when we were watching the game. I was like, dude, the league is so like we're so lucky Giannis doesn't have a bag. Oh, I know, dude. Because like if, he's just running dunk man. If he did have a bag, <clears throat> I think he would be the best player of all time. Yeah. Oh, easy. Like Very not even in the bay. Like the fact that he and listen, this is not shitting on him. He's great at what he does, but the fact that all he really does is the run and dunk. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah. thank God that's his only move. Because if yeah, that yeah. motherfucker could like actually pull up like from three or even mm-hmm. mid range, like at a at an at an average level, like he would be terrifying. He'd be the best player of all time. Easily. Well, that's the thing he honestly has done in, strictly in the playoffs. Like he's zeroed, he's zoned in like the past couple playoffs, and that's he has gotten better. At oh, that I mean mid-range. his championship run, like. That was nuts. Like, it was one of the best we've seen, like, in recent memory. Like, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, it's since I'll say since 2018, the three best playoff runs I can think of are 2018 LeBron, 2019 Kawhi, and 2020 Giannis. So three straight, or not 2020, 2021 Giannis. Yeah. So, like, basically three straight years if you count over the Mickey Mouse year, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not Giannis is up way, there, so. dude, because he, he went the fuck off in, in that 2021 playoffs. He did. So he carried them single handed because Middleton dude, was out for a chunk of that too, and they're oh, yeah. still winning. I'm so badly just wanting to say, and 2023 Joel Embiid, <laughs> when he when every game he went out there and well, he was averaging see, it's, 40. It's funny you think that, and I, my thought was, man, I wish Joel Embiid had done that last playoffs. Oh, yeah. oh wait, he got his face broken. Man, I wish Joel Embiid had done that the year before that. Oh wait, he got his meniscus torn. Uh, <laughs> What's the most likely thing to happen if the Sixers were to go on a championship run? Is that James Harden breaks his would, leg. No, 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 I was gonna say, I was gonna say like James. They would both if they were both healthy. Like James Harden would be the one to go off and like win the finals MVP and shit. We'd all be happy, but we'd be like, oh, I kind of wish that would have been Joel. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be cool. I mean, regardless, you get a championship. Oh yeah, but like, and maybe he'd stay. But also, like, you would want you would want your guy to win finals MVP, yeah. like, because he is our guy. We all love James. But, yeah. Like, and like with Joel's luck, like that's what I can see. And I'll kind of use this to transition into the next topic, which is the MVP discourse. Because, <sighs> boy, boy oh boy, over the last few days, it has taken a <laughs> fucking turn. JJ, JJ Reddick set the goddamn world moron. on fire, and he's got like, I think he's got like at end wokeness <laughs> on Twitter, yeah. like yeah. tweeting like, "Holy shit, JJ, JJ Reddick decimates ESPN's anti-white prerogative on live TV." Like fucking Clay Travis, like look at ESPN doing this anti-white uh, narrative peddling. Good for JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick, honestly, he doesn't needs, know when to stop talking. No, no, no. he needs he to really come doesn't. out and like fucking. He needs to either like either you're owning this now, mm-hmm. or you need to come out and be like. He might become one of the greatest white supremacists <laughs> we've ever seen, dude. Because like when people like Clay Travis are like condoning or like endorsing what you're saying, like yeah, that's you should like, probably take a second thought as to what you have said. But but think about this: this is the guy that saw a woman in a cage in the back seat of a car and didn't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, this so is I mean, true. I mean, JJ like, Reddick might not be the greatest sense of more. I feel like I feel like people have kind of forgotten about that just because JJ Reddick has like suddenly become one of the people that makes sense at ESPN. Yeah, but like. All right, let's let's get into it. Cause 
let, let's actually talk about what was said and what is like mm-hmm. the narrative right now. Um, obviously, uh, the MVP race, I would say it's heating up, but it seems like Jokic is such a heavy favorite at this point. Like, is it really? But yeah. people, aka real, real ball knowers, <laughs> have been seeing Joel go off for the last you know, close to a month at this point. Mm-hmm. And it started the discourse back up, you know, with Kendrick Perkins kind of leading the charge of the Embiid people on uh, national media. Which we love Big Perk for. And uh, this has been a conversation that is not new, but I guess it's the first time it's been adapted by one of these big talking heads on ESPN. And yeah. that is the whole Jokic, White, a little bit like seeming racist mm-hmm. thing. And that that's where we're at with this. Joe Embiidich. And, yeah, <laughs> Joel Embiid would have won all the MVPs if his name was Joe Embiidich. <laughs> Uh, but like, honestly, I don't know where I land on this because on one hand, I feel like it's a little bit of a cop out, but on the other hand, like I, the last person to win three MVPs in a row was Larry Bird, but also they really wanted to give Steve Nash three in a row. Mm-hmm. And now we're running with three straight for Jokic. And like, this is less on the race aspect, but like, I don't I'll, think I'll give Nash it a, was back to back, was he? Yeah. But th- I think that he almost won a third in a row. I'm pretty sure. He almost did. I know he didn't, but like, um, this is less on the race thing and more on another topic. But like, I'll put it in perspective for my you know favorite non-sixer, LeBron James. You could argue that for every year from 2010 to like 2016, LeBron should have been MVP. But voter fatigue. Even Jordan got screwed out of some yeah. MVPs in the 90s because yeah. of voter fatigue. Where's this fucking voter fatigue now? Where did it go? Well, the voter fatigue is, doesn't fucking exist anymore. Now yeah. everyone just wants to hand every single MVP to Jokic. And I saw someone make a comment like, this is the year too. It's funny because like you feel wrong arguing the MVP thing this year. Because if anything, this is the year that Jokic really does yes. deserve it. Yeah, I agree. But they fucked up the game by giving it to him the last two years. Mm-hmm. And now the, it, it just seems like the fucking... I know Daryl Morey had a tweet like about the the preferences and who they want like it really does feel like every year it's an ever-changing set of uh circumstances for what they want from the mvp yeah and it there's no consistency to it and it sucks because yeah this is probably the year Jokic deserves it but like it i don't know i I don't know where to land on the race thing but like for all the people out there that are like so like oh my god they're pushing anti-white narratives and like this is ridiculous race could never racism Factors in to every single institution in America. What in the fuck makes all you people so confident that like sports writers is the one (laughs) is the one when you look at a guy like Bill Simmons, who's from Boston, the sports writers (laughs) of America is the one group that like racism just can't racism can't get in there. Can't penetrate. They are the most, you know, they they are fucking steadfast and inequality for no like of course it could be possible mm-hmm. i'm not gonna come and say it is or it isn't because i don't really know uh, but like i'm not gonna sit here and be like those people like oh my god there's no chance like what makes you think that these people are these sports writers are any different than every single other institution in america that racism has deep roots in mm-hmm. like it's no different it's not like fucking like you said like bill simmons is like the most strong-willed, like, I will... Like, come on. <laughs> like, stop acting like that. Was... Maybe Perk should have said it on national TV. Like, maybe. But, like, these... Again, these people that are picking up Reddick's comments are all the... Like, yeah. it's only a matter of time before, like, fucking Ron DeSantis is, like... Endorsing J.J. Uh, yeah, like Donald Trump or, like... And, and then if you're... Like, if you're J.J., you should probably come out now and be like, no, fuck you people, but, yeah. like, that's not really what I meant. Like, dub, like kind of clarify your comments, but, like... I don't know, dude. It's a mess, and I I kind of hate that the MVP discourse has kind of become this, yeah, and it like just it involves because it involves a sixer. Mm-hmm. So like naturally, like Joel is gonna get shit for this, and like we are gonna get shit for this as fans, and like it kind of just sucks. But like I'd like to hear your thoughts on it because I feel like I just ran it. I mean, it's just to me, it's like I get it. Like I get both sides of the coin. Like you were saying, it's like it does feel weird, very suspect that like they're pushing so hard for Jokic to keep winning. But at the same time, like like you said, this year he has been playing out of his mind because he got a couple guys back that have been important in the past years. They're absolutely decimating the West right now, which whatever. I mean, that take that for what it is. The West yeah. has not been that strong this year. I mean, for God's sake, the fucking Kings are in third place in the West. Which is um, so funny. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm happy about that because I just want to see them make yeah, the playoffs. They, they close out a ton of close games. Like, I have a ad- legit record. I've adapted yeah. them as my uh, Western Conference team this year. I know, but it's just like... I, they're fun. It's just, it's just like I sit here and I'm like the Kings. 
really. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the West is not like any particular. It's not like a strong. Yeah, obviously, I mean, like it's literally weird. the the Lakers are I think in twelfth place right now, and they're only like two and a half games back from sixth. It's weird because like, I believe in the Western <laughs> Conference teams more than Eastern Conference teams, but like the well, it's only certain yeah. ones though. You gotta, yeah, 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 right, right. It's like the ones that just bulk the fuck up at the trade deadline. So, yeah. I mean, I think you'll see a couple of those teams rise, but. Uh, I think a lot of the standings are pretty much set in the East. I think we have a better idea yeah. of what that playoff picture is going to look like. But the, the West could go any fucking way because everything is so goddamn close. There's so many teams that are like either yeah. at or like two games above 500. And then there's teams that are below 500, the Thunder, that are making the playoffs as of yeah. right now. They're a playing team. So a team that's supposed to be tanking for Victor Wembanyama <laughs> is about to make the playoffs, which might fuck up their plans, but who knows? They have like 18 first-round picks. So it doesn't really matter in the long run. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, the whole MVP thing for me, it's just like, I, I think JJ should have kept that comment to himself and said that like, yeah, not, not on air, like, cause that's just not the way to do that. It's not the way to approach that, especially coming from the position that he's in, um, being a white male and being somebody that obviously has privilege and got the job he has probably not only because he played well in the NBA, but let's be honest, he was probably a good NBA player because he probably grew up rich. Um, so I just, I don't think he was in a position to say anything about that. And I think that's something he should have taken up with Kendrick Perkins, with Stephen A. Smith on the side afterwards. And he should at least now, like I said, like kind of make a comment, like either clarifying or kind of denouncing the people that are endorsing him now. Cause you're seeing the worst of the worst on social media Mm -hmm. come out and be like, yes, JJ ending wokeness at Disney ESPN like okay this is getting <laughs> fucking weird oh the same company that donates to uh ron DeSantis's governmental run like, come on man <laughs> jj definitely didn't grow up rich i think he lived in the middle of nowhere, oh really nowhere virginia all right well i'm talking out my ass then but well, still. now we got to end you pat yep, you're canceled ahead. cancel but no i mean i just i think it's something they should have taken up with like like all yeah, fair. I um i just don't think that was the time or place to do that but at the same time you know what it was probably fucking scripted like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it's gotten a lot of you know fucking views and clicks yeah. by everybody. So I, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if it was scripted but because like, uh, it, just, it makes too much sense for you. Back to the actual like play on the court, like it, it seems like again in these years, like you have like a lot of fucking players coming out in support of Embiid. Mm-hmm. Like you, I forget you had Nick. I know Nick Young is like no, he's not in the league now, but he had yeah. a tweet basically saying like. You know, give it to MB. Like, he can't keep getting overlooked. And it really, well, like, I Katie just, said it earlier in the year. Anthony, Anthony Edwards, yeah. literally last night. Like, everybody that Joel is playing against is saying this man is MVP of the league. It just seems like the players really don't. Like, I know this is kind of a laughing haha matter, but, like, Nikola Jokic was about to be the last pick in the NBA All Star game. Yeah. The only reason that he wasn't was because he got up and made LeBron pick him. Yes. Like, he said he didn't know Laurie Markin had not been picked yet, but, like, that's bullshit. I'm he was sitting like right near him. Yeah. I know Draymond Green is no like reputable source, but he said LeBron was not going to pick him. I know. So like the player, I don't know what it is. The players clearly don't respect him that He's not much. A, I, the, the thing to me is like, and I saw this big argument about it on Twitter today, is that the advanced stats that a lot of people are citing are made more for offensive stuff. Yeah. So it's not, it's not really taking defense into account. And his defense is atrocious. Exactly. Like, if you noticed, everybody that's playing the Nuggets down the stretch is just zeroing in on him and going after him. He's a mark. He's literally a mark on the defense. And this is why... He gets taken out in playoff games. Listen, as Philly fans, we can be a little biased in this argument, but, like, Jokic is a great... One of the greatest offensive centers of all time. We can Mm -hmm. all say that. But, like, the reason why we argue so hard for Embiid and the other people that argue for Embiid, like, it's because what he does on offense is just as good as what he does on the other side of the ball, defense. Like, whereas Jokic, he's amazing on offense and then a complete mark on defense. Mm -hmm. Like, teams liability, yeah. Yeah. If you're playing against a team with another good center, like, they will bully him. They will Mm -hmm. pick on him. I mean, so it's just weird. Like, I feel like all the players, like, want Embiid and then Jokic, it's like, I don't know, but like I said, like this is the year that he does deserve it. But you fucked up the game by giving yeah. it to him the last two because what is the <clears throat> what are the credentials for MVP now? No one even knows. Mm-hmm. Like you had Embiid as a one seed and Jokic is like a four seed. You gave it to Jokic. He was a six seed. Yeah, a six seed. Six you gave it to Jokic, year. and like they were like, oh well, the team and. You know, like he was the most valuable player on his team because they wouldn't have had the six seed without him. But now this so. year, now this year, winning is so important. Oh, we're giving it to him because he's the best player on a number one seed. It's like, well, why the fuck didn't that matter when Embiid was the number one seed? Like, 
the the narratives are yeah. ever changing and it just there's no consistency and again I'll bring it up voter fatigue where did it go mm-hmm. LeBron James should have like seven MVPs then if uh, Michael Jordan should have won MVP damn near every year he played in the fucking NBA yeah. but voter fatigue took away MVPs from these guys because they wanted to throw in some parody and like oh here you go Charles Barkley have an MVP here you go Derrick Rose in 2011 have an MVP Charles Barkley needed something to hang his hat on you right know, exactly but like that, so. let's be real Charles Barkley's MVP belongs in fucking Michael Jordan's Trophy closet. Yeah. Let's be honest. Derrick Rose's 2011 MVP. I, I love Derrick Rose. Belongs in LeBron James's <laughs> trophy closet. Like, but he had good knees then, Vince. Even Steve Nash's <laughs> belonged to Kobe, or they yeah. should. Yeah. Like, where? I just want to know where that went because that was a big thing. Voter fatigue. Voter fatigue. Voter fatigue. And suddenly it's just like every fucking MVP is going to Jokic. Because mm-hmm. like, when? When will it change? Because if this when Jokic tears his ACL, <laughs> pretty. It's because it seems like. Every single year, they're going to find another way to shoehorn him as MVP. Yeah. And again, let me preface this by saying I think he deserves it this year. But with the fact that the last three years, the the narrative and like the curriculum for being an MVP seems to keep changing. So what's to say they don't just change it again next year? Like mm-hmm. When do they stop changing it to fit Jokic? Because every year, the fucking MVP criteria is tailor-made to fit him. Well, I, th- I think half of it is also, and put your tinfoil caps on for this one, just Adam Silver doesn't want to let the Sixers get any recognition. I, I mean, he I mean, hates that the true. process worked. Like, dude, even if fucking Embiid... I, I, listen, I know I'm saying that Jokic deserves it, and like maybe part of the reason I hate him is because of the fans around him, because mm-hmm. like, I guess he doesn't seem too bad, but like even if fucking Embiid didn't win it, like I wish that fucking Giannis would win it. Yeah, Tatum. somebody else. Uh, it just fucking sucks. Not Tatum, because like, Celtics, but... <laughs> it's gonna look, we're going to look back on Nikola Jokic is being one of the what like three players of all time that have three MVPs in a row. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Russell did it as well. He had a bunch probably, but like he doesn't belong there. He's not better than he's gonna have as many MVPs as KD. Yeah, he's gonna have only like two less MVPs than or I don't know exactly how many Kobe had, but he's up there with Kobe. He's up there with Larry Bird. He's up there with fucking LeBron. Like he's in that range of MVPs. Like. And he, I don't know. He just doesn't belong. Shaquille O'Neal is one. And you're telling me Nick yeah, Jokic is better than Shaquille O'Neal? Well, that's because Steve Nash was good. <laughs> it's it, it's just fucking absurd. And, like, it sucks because, like, let's be real. We're going to look back. And whether he wins a ring or not or a finals MVP, I don't know. It, it, it's yet to be seen with Embiid. But, like, he's not going to win an MVP in his career. He's not. No, and I don't think you will. And you're going to look back on the Jokic-Embiid era and, like, be like, kids are going to look back, like we look back on Jordan kind of, where we didn't grow up watching it, but we like know the, yeah. the highlights and we know the numbers and the MVPs and this, uh, the rings and all that. And you're going to be like, wow, Nikola Jokic was great, one of the greatest big men ever. And like no one will even mention Joel Embiid. And that's just how it's going to be. Until he wins three championships in a row within the next three years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope. But, <laughs> but not to get, not to get like too long-winded on that, I wanted to talk about one other thing around the league. Guns. Yeah. Guns. <laughs> and no, not Gilbert Arenas. John Morant. Uh, so the Grizzlies, as we talked about earlier, are the two-seed in the West, and they couldn't be more of a fucking mess at the moment yeah. because you have uh, multiple guys getting hurt. Uh, John Morant is like... Suspended? Question mark. No, they they didn't have enough evidence. No, no, they, he didn't get criminal charges. Yeah. But be, if he had it on the team playing, he could be suspended fifty, 50 games. games. Fifty. Yeah, five zero. Fifty. If you have yeah. apparently, if you have a firearm on like a, the police, if you have a if you have a firearm in a, pl- a team plane or on team premises, it's a fifty game suspension immediately. Like no questions. So asked. the reason why the NBA is doing this investigation is because clearly the gun was not bought in Denver. So someone brought it there, which means either Ja brought it or his friends brought it, and they're trying to find that out. Probably Ja. Yeah, but it's probably going to end up being the friends brought it. The friends are going to go down for this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even if they didn't, but I mean, like, you have to. Yeah. You can't let your cash cow go to Mm -hmm. get suspended and, like, be fucked. Mm -hmm. But, like, can we also talk about this? I feel like this is an angle not many people are talking about. What a pussy ass gun. That was the smallest (laughs) gun I've ever seen. (laughs) That gun was like that's your takeaway. That gun was like this big, dude. It looked like a. (laughs) How many guns have you seen in your life, Vince? I've seen guns in real life, Pat. I'm not like a. I know I don't love guns, but like, why? Why was he flexing that pea shooter on Instagram Live? Also, that's another thing that like, dude. All right, I'm gonna preface all this. John Morant was like, he's like one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Like, I think he's awesome. I loved him when he came in the league. He's got such a fun game. I mean, when he's playing, he's electric. He's high flying, all that shit. 
But he's just running dunk. And like I feel like a couple <laughs> I feel like a couple years ago there was a lot of like unfair like John Moran criticism. Like where for example, there would be like a video of him like on All Star Weekend like drinking tequila and dancing yeah. and people would be like, Wow, like he's so immature. And I would like defend him. I'd be like, What are you talking about? He's just having fun. But now <clears throat> it has gotten so bad to the point where like in the last week John Moran has in the last month. John Moran has had this problem. He's now being accused of beating up a seventeen-year-old. Mm-hmm. He he got accused by the Pacers team of his him and his friends pointing a gun laser through their team bus window. Yeah. What is going on? I don't how, know, man. How? Why are why are his friends like? Presumably, let's say these are all people. Like everyone's always like, oh, you need to surround yourself with better people. But, like, these are probably all childhood friends who he's, like, helping. I don't even know where he's from, but I, I'm just kind of, like, saying, like, he probably is helping them get out of where they came from to, like, he's, there is click. Like, they're not just people you can drop. But, like, why the fuck are they letting him do this dumb shit? That is your, if he's, he's doing it, they're not. Well, yeah, but you, someone's got to correct this, man. Someone's got to be smart because, like, dude, if you go down, we all go down. Like, you are the captain of the ship and here, John. we'll all go down it's, together. It, and it's so weird. Like, the way they're talking about it, like, the, the Grizzlies and on ESPN, like, like oh, we're letting Ja, like, step step away. He needs to get his mind right. Like, he's just working on things. Yeah, like, it's what very is that? bizarre to me. Like, they're that, acting the like, they're like listen, it. don't get me wrong. It could come out that something's going on, but, like, they're making it seem like he's having, like, a mental health breakdown or something. Yeah. Like, no. When in fact, it just sounds he like just he's He just brought an a gun child. to the strip club. Yeah, and well, the, his, and then the other shit too, like with the like his mom got in an argument. Oh yes, and he like assaulted the head of security. Yeah, dude, like it's just fucking like weird it, shit. It like, doesn't sound like he's going through like any mental issues. He's just being young, immature, and stupid. Yeah. So like, I I, I and, don't but, even. But here's the thing: I don't he's not going to learn anything from it unless he actually gets punished for it. Yeah, which it's gonna. And he obviously hasn't in the past. Otherwise, you know he. He would have learned his lesson, but you know. I I really don't know where it goes from here. All I know yeah. is this situation is fucking bizarre, like yeah, so bizarre. Weird. It's very weird, and uh, yeah, I mean the Grizzlies are just suffering because of it. Because I mean, let's be honest, they went from one of the probably the most likable teams in the NBA yes. to like the, the, the one of the most hated now. Hated because they're just talking shit for no reason. They're not backing it up. Dylan Brooks. Uh, trying to play this fake villain role and then coming out and averaging his five points. Yeah. And like rolling up on people's ankles and like dressing like fucking a WWE wrestler on his yeah. walk-ins and yeah, like fucking like get a grip, bro. Like, co- yeah, like come on. You dude. just got your 16 technical foul of the season and fucking he's, got suspended for a game. He's really not even that good. And he's they, not. All the shit with Jaw, like it's become they. they I feel have, bad for Desmond Bain in the long run. <laughs> yeah, I mean he seems like a fine person. Yeah, Jaron Jackson. I like Jaron Jackson. Uh, uh, he's kind know, of a douchebag. Steve. St- uh, why Steven am I playing? Adams. Steven, Steven Adams. Adams. Steven Adams is one of my favorite that players, was the, just because he's just like awesome. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I, I liked Steven Adams because I was a big Thunder fan back in the day, and he was on those teams. He's but just Aquaman. It's sick. I, one of my favorite things that came out about like John ja and everything was that a report oh, yeah. came out that Steven Adams held a players only meeting for the Grizzlies, like kind of like talking about like I, I feel like it was on a, the road. Yeah, conduct on the road. So it was like yeah. a kind of a fucking subtweet to Jaw. Yeah. And then that same night was the night the fucking strip club incident happened. Mm-hmm. After the speech. Yep. So John Morant basically heard, you know, a veteran team leader and, like, basically said, shove it. And went and fucking showed. This yeah, is what part, does that do for this team is the morale? P- That'll be interesting. Gotta do, like, horrible. <laughs> this is the part that's really fucking with me. It's not like... It's not like one of John Morant's dumbass friends was recording and John Morant happened to have a gun. John Morant got <laughs> on Instagram, logged in, went live... And then pulled the gun out. <laughs> he didn't get caught in a in a situation by one of his dumb friends' video. And no, he did it himself. Yeah, come like you for millions be, of people to see. Got to be smarter than that. Yeah. And like, I, listen, I'm not gonna act like I'm smart, but I also don't have a platform like his and mm. as much to lose as him. So like, he's got to be smarter, man, because you keep fucking up like this. Like, teams aren't gonna want you no matter how talented you are, yeah. or, or you're gonna find yourself getting in real legal trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, the Pacers are saying that him and his friends pointed a laser pointer gun through their bus fucking window. Yeah, that's insane. Obviously, it could have just been a laser pointer, but it seems like either way they were doing it, it was to give the impression of a gun being pointed. Yeah, like it wasn't just like oh, laser pointer. No, <laughs> like. Either it was a gun with a laser pointer, or you did a laser pointer, like with the in the impression of like, oh, they're gonna think we have a gun on them. <laughs> so like, you, he needs to smarten up, bro, because it, it's ridiculous. And I really like him too. I don't want him to like fucking fall off the face of the earth or go to jail. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a weird situation. It is. It's very bizarre. Uh, 
one thing I guess we're going to wrap up in a little bit here, but uh, one thing I just wanted to give a shout out for was uh, Tony D'Angelo, man. He is, he's a genius. Um, he went out, you know, I know we don't talk a lot of flyers on here, but this has been a, he's been kind of a big topic this week because his dumbass is out there defending Chuck Fletcher, who hasn't done shit for the it's fucking flyers. the first flyers. time I've heard of him. <laughs> that they, checks out. But should, I, right. my favorite thing came uh, last night in a game where he came into a pileup, for lack of a better word, and just walks in and just fucking stabs a guy in the dick with his hockey stick. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, I'm going to be honest, because he went under another flyer's legs, it looked like, and then just, like, ball-tapped the shit out of the guy that was staying on the other side. Got a two-game suspension for it, immediately thrown out of that game. But it's just like, man, like, <laughs> what are these flyers doing? They're, they're the biggest mess, and, like, I know you said, like, oh, we don't talk much flyers. Like, can anybody blame us? <laughs> Since this podcast and Although it would be a very good satirical topic. If we just started, like, fervently yeah. talking flyers, that would be a great satirical Since topic. the inception of this podcast by me and Seamus in 2018, the flyers have been terrible. Yeah. I mean, they had that one year where they, like, went on a run, like, in But it was the COVID year. It's COVID year. It's <laughs> like... So, other than that, they're just weird. And like, did you see the video of Chuck Fletcher getting booed at the? Yes, at the that season? was fucking awesome. Uh, I agreed with one of the commenters. I thought like the bigger owning of Chuck Fletcher would have been if no one went to that meeting. <laughs> like, no one. Well, the went. only thing, the only reason people were going is because one, they were season ticket holders and they wanted to voice their displeasure. It was a town hall thing. The biggest, the best way to voice your displeasure is by none of you even entertaining him. Yeah, but Danny Briere was there. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> see, In that see. Case, no, I'm dude, no. Like, I don't know how anyone no, can justify. Like, don't even go. Don't even give him the time yeah. of fucking day. Like, I think it was mostly like reporters too, though. And if there's reporters booing you. You're really doing something wrong because that's just throwing. And you all had some fucking, you had some window. jabroni in the crowd going, "Show some class," and then some guy just goes, "No," <laughs> like yeah, like fuck yeah. that. Like the team sucks, the ownership sucks. They seem like they have no direction. They're going to be mm. bad for a fucking long time. Yeah. So like Carter Hart, get out of here while you can, because oh, I know yeah, you're pretty just, good. Oh man. All right, so we can get into our like final thoughts segment. That was that, mine. that was that yours. Was mine. Okay, I don't really have anything other than like something we don't talk about on the podcast at all. So I guess that's something we have in common here: MMA. Uh, on Saturday also we had John Jones in UFC 285 and I just want to talk about like he's just the he's the goat like goat. if you don't watch UFC like like watch it because well you've already missed out on his career for the most part but like yeah. the next time he fights he's going to be fighting against Stipe Miocic most likely uh, and that is you know he's considered the heavyweight goat and uh, that'll be a great fight well it really won't because John Jones will probably walk over him but <laughs> that's just a way to see John Jones be cemented as the goat I mean dude he took off three years Three years, and he came and moved up a weight class, and beat the number one contender in that weight class in like Easy. in like two minutes yeah. without even breaking a sweat. the The fucking fight begins, and the, the only the only strike landed was a dick kick by Cyril Gan, <laughs> and they broke the fight up, resumed it, and then John just put him on the ground and choked him out. It was it's insane how good he is. It was very funny because a couple weeks ago you had uh, Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky for the lightweight uh, belt, and after that fight, everyone was. Uh, conversing for like a week, like, oh my god, which one of them is pound for pound number one? Who's number one? And then John Jones just comes back after a three year break and is like, what the fuck do you mean? I'm number one. Like, it's, MMA is on the rise. And I, I was having a conversation earlier about on the same topic of combat sports, like boxing and just how like dead it is right now. Because obviously, like, the biggest draw in boxing in the last two years was Jake Paul versus Tom <laughs> Fury, both of which are basically fake boxers. But like, um, UFC has just completely outdone them because, like, their guys actually fight each other. Yeah. Boxing, like, today there was, uh, and I'll wrap this up in one second, there was a press conference for Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia, who are, like, two of the best young boxers, and, like, they're actually fighting in April, and it feels like the first time in, like, a de in multiple decades that, like, two guys, young and in their prime, actually fight each other. Because in boxing, that's the thing. The guys fight each other like five years too late nowadays. Look at Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. They should have fought ten years before any, they did. Any Tyson Fury fight. Any mm -hmm. like, And that's the number one thing I think is why boxing is dying right now is because there's no heavyweight division. It's Fury and Wilder who have already fought twice and then Anthony Joshua who everyone I think that even knows boxing casually knows is a fraud. So like, because like casual fans... Like, for me, like, I'm really into boxing, so, like, I can watch, you know, Canelo pick someone apart technically and win in a decision, and that's entertaining to me. But casual fans want violence. Yeah. They want to see that's two the heavyweights. They want to see two heavyweights in the ring, and one of them is getting violently knocked <laughs> out. Like, let's just call it what it is, because look at when heavyweight boxing was at its finest, Mike Tyson, and even further back, Muhammad Ali. Biting people's uh, ear yeah, off. Like, that was when boxing was at its greatest, and it won't yeah. get back there until they fix that, until they fix the fucking... Uh, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Judging until they get guys actually fight each other. And also, hot take. Taylor, are you in the boxing like that? Like, you know what you're talking about, right? Mm, like, more, more UFC than. Basically, like, I hate that boxing has like 15 different promotions that have belts. Yeah. Because, like, every single match is for a belt because they all have random fucking belts. And then, like, when So it kind of just takes away from yeah, the Yeah, it takes away from the luster of actually having a belt because yeah. you'll have, like, oh, this guy has, like, five of this division's belts. And this guy has, like, three of them. <laughs> and even when, like, if Canelo has, like, all of the belts, he puts one on the line. So when he loses, it's like, oh, well, he lost one, but he's got six more. <laughs> like, they need to find a way to all come under one promotion and, like, yeah. work it like the UFC where there's one champ. And also, my last thing to fix boxing is less weight classes. There are way too many boxing weight classes. I feel like they do a weight class every two or three pounds, whereas <laughs> UFC does, like, pretty much every ten. Yeah. And, like, that would can that would create so much more interest. That's I think my you got to just start fixing fights again. <laughs> Dude, it feels like they already do that. Like, I feel like every boxing match I've watched, there is at least, like, if it's a split decision, let's say, there will always at least be one judge where you where they read their score and you're like, what the fuck was that judge watching? <laughs> like, the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight. I watched it and I forget exactly what the judge's score was. Please there, tell me you didn't pay for it. No, I didn't pay for it. I streamed it illegally. But there was, they just, allegedly. They allegedly. somehow, allegedly, they somehow had a split decision after an eight round fight. Tommy Fury won at least six, at least six rounds. They just split decision. I was like, what the fuck was that one judge watching? <laughs> So anyway, that's my combat sports rant for like the month because Seamus will never let me get this off again. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, anyway, yeah, Seamus, we missed you. I hope you're enjoying your new phone. I know you were taken away from us because there, you found out HD porn was a thing on the new phone. So <laughs> congratulations, uh, yeah. you're finally coming out of the 2010s, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, probably I mean, not. <laughs> yeah, no shot. But thanks for sticking with us, guys, and we will see you again next week. See ya.